0: Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omnichannel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the hype squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to a very special edition of Art of the Kickstart. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, as you all likely know. Today we're going to be doing something very different, uh, a little different. I don't think we've ever done this before, but... Our interviewee that we were supposed to have on this week was sick, so we're like, you know what, we want to give our crowd the content that they need, that they look for, that they need to light a fire under their butt and get their idea out there or learn some nuggets of wisdom of how to launch a product and do it the right way or, you know, some of the ways that people fail but learn. Um, So today... What we're gonna do is I'm gonna answer a fan mail question or some of the top questions that I hear when I speak at events or conferences that I'm attending. So a lot of these questions came in from listeners or just in passing in terms of asking about crowdfunding. So, you know, I'm just gonna run down my list today and give you guys some insights in terms of, you know, some of the questions that we have around crowdfunding and launching products and startups and everything in general. So you guys ready, let's get started. The first one is always usually, uh, you know, in regards to Art of the Kickstart, why did I start this podcast? Uh, Well, the real answer is I didn't start this podcast. Uh, Another gentleman, Matt, started this podcast years ago. Uh, I believe back in 2015 he started this and recorded, you know, uh, almost 100 episodes, I think and was shifting jobs, careers kind of focus of working with products. He wanted to do more things with Amazon. Uh, and I thought this podcast was a really unique opportunity, not only for people to get their story out there, like the clients and campaigns that we work with, but just a different means of communicating that story where everything is you know, PR or social media or advertising, podcasting continues to grow. The listener base continues to grow, not only for Art of the Kickstart, which I'm very grateful for, but just the overall audience in terms of people listening you know, while commuting, uh, while listening, running, whatever it may be. Uh, and I thought this would be something really unique that nobody else had out there in terms of talking about products and interviewing startups of people that were using crowdfunding to validate their product ideas. So You know, that's why I got into taking over Art of the Kickstart and continuing to run it uh, from Matt's great foundation that he built for us and, you know, the continuation that we do with this and got a great team. So really excited. We've got lots of fun episodes lined up for the rest of this year. So, you know, I I always enjoy – these conversations with folks, because I I feel like I I peel back another layer of the onion with the founders and can really dive into some of the nitty-gritty tactical things or business owner things uh, that don't necessarily come through when they're, you know, putting their campaign out there. Uh, Next question that we get is, how did you get into crowdfunding? Uh, Unique story there. So before Art of the Kickstart, And before Inventus Partners, my agency that I started was called Command Partners, Uh, started that back in 2010. And it wasn't until about 2012 or 2013 uh, that we actually ranked on the first page of Google for the search term startup marketing. Uh, So a founder Googled startup marketing and we were the first result and they came through and filled out our form and like, hey, we are a startup. How can you help us? Uh, And I was like... They're like, we're on Kickstarter, we need more money. Uh, We're a bunch of engineers, we don't know how to find our customers. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. What What's Kickstarter? I've never heard of it before. And then dive in, like, what's crowdfunding? Never heard of that before. And it was really unique. And we were like, hey, yeah, we help startups. We do their marketing for them. What's what's the platform matter, you know, at this point, whether it's Amazon or their .com site or whatever it may be, Kickstarter is just another platform. So, you know, this was the, uh, the device for those watching the YouTube video. This is the original device. This is kind of like the... Uh, tile tracker of today. This was called the Toad device, T-O-D. And they reached out. They had, I think about maybe 20 or $30,000 in funding. We turned on our marketing muscles, got them a bunch of PR, did some advertising for them, and basically tripled the amount of funding that we were able to bring into their campaign for them uh, in just a matter of a few weeks. And we were like, wow, this is really interesting. We can move the needle for our clients, handle an aspect of their business that they don't know and let them focus on what they do best in making products and coming up with great ideas that solve other people's problems. So, you know, now a decade in, over a decade in, into launching products and 3000 different innovations later, it's been a lot of fun, you know, seeing the evolution of founders, products, startups, and you know, how crowdfunding has continued to evolve. Uh, Recent one, what next question is, what's been your favorite campaign so far this year? uh honestly it's got to be a recent one today at the office we just celebrated uh raising over two million dollars for geminos i recently had them on the on the podcast which was huge uh, just amazing technology, amazing team over at Mobile Pixels. You know, we're always stoked to be able to work with them and launch new inventions with them. Uh, and a two million dollar campaign puts them into the you know ninety nine point nine percentile of category. You know, campaign raises over there. So super stoked for Jack and his team over at Mobile Pixels, as well as the the Inventus Partners team for all of the hard work that goes into these projects and making them truly successful. You know, it's it's always very difficult to test engage but you know that's what we do best is finding validation for these inventions before they come to market and making sure that you know we can we can get it out there next is uh next question what's the most interesting piece of advice a creator has given to you on the podcast i guess it's more of a a basic one chris cronin actually gave it out where it was like be able to deliver the product you know it's it's self-explanatory but at the end of the day that's always a key component. You know, one of the things that I'm always mentioning to founders is, you know, once the campaign's over, that's a lot of the, the hard work continues, right? But making sure that you're constantly communicating with that community that you've built, that tribe of early brand evangelists that are going to carry that torch for you once they get the product, make sure that, you know, you're, you're communicating with them and giving them the tools that they need to make sound decisions, but also believe in you as a founder, as a startup and getting it out there. Why is crowdfunding the right choice for me? Uh, I have no idea. I'm gonna need more context about your idea. So definitely send us some more information uh, on that one. Uh, What's a timeline for launching a campaign? Uh, Again, depends. Uh, time of year always depends as well in terms of if you're launching a summer product, try and do it when customers are gonna be thinking about that pain point. Uh, but overall timelines, you know, typically you can get a project launched successfully You know, with all of the pre-campaign work that needs to be done in terms of testing a lot of these things during your pre-launch. Uh, that phase can take anywhere from a month to six months sometimes to really refine your data down and find out what that unique value prop truly should be. And then an active campaign running on Kickstarter, Anywhere from 30 to 60 days, again, depending on how long you want to run it for in a pre-launch capacity, but how long is it going to take for you to, you know, once that capital comes in, then are you going to have to place the PO and everything gets delayed there? You want to make sure that you're shipping the product as quickly as possible. So, you know, timelines are going to vary product to product, company by company. Uh, Next question, what makes a campaign successful? Again, you guys are throwing me really broad questions here, but, uh, you know, in terms of Looking at it overall, I think the proper preparation, you know, is a key component of this now that there's been, you know, hundreds of thousands of campaigns that have run on these platforms. You can and should be doing all of the research beforehand to understand your product, the problem it's solving, who's your community, where do they hang out, what do they read, who wrote about what, whatever it may be, and really building up as much consumer uh, feedback as possible before it launches. A book that I'm actually listening to right now is The Mom Test, which I think is a really good story. I forget who recommended it to me, but it really goes into active listening while asking potential customers about their problems and how they solve it now, and kind of uh, deflecting commentary that's positive in nature. Necessarily, oh, that's a great idea; I I'd totally buy that. Where usually that's you know non-committal at that point, but it's like, you know, okay, well, what if I did this or asking better questions? So I think, you know, that that's where I'll ant- land on that one in terms of what makes a campaign successful is really doing your homework before, t- before launch, as well as, you know, asking consumers and hopefully whether they're your customers or not, trying to find out as much insight as you can into that community before you go live. Uh, next question, what happens if my campaign fails? Uh, well, there's other options there. But again, start with some feedback. Ask the customers why they backed it. If you can talk to you know, anybody that didn't back it, that was maybe on your pre-campaign email list that you were sending, that signed up, that was interested, that was curious initially, maybe you should ask those folks you know, why or what. Uh, you maybe asked for too much money in terms of your campaign. Your price point may be too far off. Your shipping days may be years in advance, which is just too long for people to wait your product could fall into two niche of a category. Uh, Way too many things I could answer on this one, but there's a litmus test there in terms of, you know, looking at all of those individual elements and trying to get as much feedback as possible. Should I launch on Indiegogo or Kickstarter? Uh, Again, always a top question that we field. Uh, We've actually got a great blog post around, you know, pros and cons of each platform. So check out you know, Inventus Partners' website and search for Kickstarter versus Indiegogo and you'll find that whole article there. Uh, a lot of good insights on that. Uh, how time-consuming is a launch? Uh, extremely, but you want to be as hands-on as possible. This is your baby, right? You want to make sure your baby gets seen by the world potentially or at least got in front of your, your potential customers. So you know, making sure that you're doing all of the right things out there requires a huge team. You know, which is why, you know, we offer all of those services to to be an add-on, you know, marketing department for your product and make sure that it is a successful launch and a huge launch at that. Next question, do you need a lot of money to get started on Kickstarter? No, not necessarily, but you do need to do a lot of pre-campaign work to make sure that your campaign is a success right? Like anybody can launch a product out there and just throw it out there. But it, this is not a field of dreams moment where if you launch it, they will come. You need to build up buzz and get people excited about that launch, that day one early bird offering and pricing on that to really build that that momentum, right? My my phrase that I always go back to is uh nobody usually wants to be the first person on the dance floor, but once you, a lot of people are out there having a good time, everybody else wants to join in. And that's what you want to do with these campaigns is build up that buzz, get people out there. And typically it's going to take capital to get in front of people a long time, you know, along with your time, which is your most valuable asset at this point. Do you need a working prototype? Yes. Uh, again, we have a great blog post on that. Inventorspartners.com slash blog slash I think it's home dash prototype uh, i may be wrong we can link out to it uh, in the context here but yes uh, it's best to have a working prototype where at all possible especially if you're talking about something that's technical in nature or something that's a higher price point you're going to want to show it working uh, so that people believe in the product the idea the innovation where and how should i advertise my campaign yeah lots of different avenues again fish where the fish are hanging out most of the times it's going to be Facebook and Instagram, but there's niche communities. TikTok's definitely picking up steam. Reddit's always a great platform as well, but there's other blogs and forums as well that you could be in and partner with. Again, it really depends on the product and what you're doing. Do you have a history of launching and being successful? Likely you've got you know a, a community built around your, your idea. How important is naming your product? Uh, it's a mm, mm, tough question. Uh but maybe it should explain the product or at least, you know, kind of elude to what the product is used for and should be easily Googleable or pass the radio test in terms of someone potentially repeating it back and knowing that the spelling is not funny, like Inventus, you know, where it's not something that's easily spelt or common vernacular. Next to that is what makes a good name for a product? Uh, again, same same elements in there in terms of nameability and rememberability uh, to it. Do I really need an agency to help me with my campaign? Well, I'm going to be biased on that, but no, but you do need a team, whether an agency or not. I mean, obviously you can learn from our thousands of campaigns that we've launched in the past and a huge community that believes in the products that we do. But no, if you have a marketing team or folks on your team that are able to do good marketing. uh, No, you don't necessarily need an agency to do any of that, but it can certainly help, right? Uh, Two more questions. How do I get my kids involved in launching a small business? That's cool. Uh, I've got young kids, as probably many of the listeners know. One of the things that I did that's awesome uh, working with our partnership over at Shopify, uh, they actually have like a business starter kit. Oh, I've got one right here that my kids are working on. So for those watching on YouTube, uh, Shopify kids, they have this business starter kit. If you just Google that, they'll send you a free kit in the mail and it kind of goes through how kids could design their own business. So really cool. Definitely a good way to get kids involved in kind of coming up with new ideas. Last two questions. Why should I listen to Art of the Kickstart? Well, that's easy. I mean, you're going to get knowledge. You're going to get insight. You're going to get, you know, behind the scenes access to startups and founders that are out there that you're just not going to be able to get to anymore. and you know. I think it's pretty fun and enjoyable. At least I have a great time with it. So I hope you guys uh, share it with your friends and family or network. Last question. How do I get on your podcast, Roy? Well, that's great. Uh, just go to art of the There's a contact form. And uh, if your startup meets our criteria, I would love to interview you and learn more about you, your business, and all of the fun things that you're, you're working on today. So that's all I got for today, short and sweet. Um, I'm so thankful for all of you, the listeners, the thousands of you that are listening. I love the fan mail. I love the insights. I love the commentary that you guys send in to me and the team that's all working behind the scenes here. Uh, of course, big shout out to the uh, you know crowdfunding podcast sponsor here, uh, Product Type, top newsletter for launching new products and innovation. If you haven't yet, go and join the hype squad, ProductHype.co. And again, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.